0: Hello, this is Danielle Savory and you are listening to It's My Pleasure, episode number 177. in order for a woman to fully step into her power it is essential to incorporate her pleasure sexual and beyond in this podcast i will teach you how to use your mind tap into your body and take action to creating the most orgasmic life let's dive in hello 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 everyone how's everyone doing out there it's been some hard times some heavy things going on in the world and I have been feeling it, feeling it in my body. There's been lots of tears, lots of nervous system reactions. So if you've been going through the same, you know, I hope that you are carving out that time to truly tend to yourself, to take care of yourself, to put your hand on your heart, to dance, to shake, to cry, to rage, to like get it all out, to connect with those that you love. Because when there's hard things going on in your personal life or the world at large, I think the most important way that we can really allow ourselves to turn towards pleasure is to first turn towards what is and what is showing up for you in such a loving and accepting way without the judgment, without the pushing it away and just trying to get get through life or get through the busyness. And sometimes we do need a table stuff, but oftentimes what you'll find, especially if you're trying to show up the full force as much as you can, or using your creative energy or whatever it might be, allowing yourself to process the things that are coming up is so vital in being able to show up in you know, your full capacity. And so that's what I did last week. I didn't have a podcast episode last week. Um, there's a lot of things that I put on the side because I just needed to be with what is. And hopefully by me just sharing that with you, that will give you a little bit of permission to do the same for you, whether that's canceling appointments that you might have or obligations that you might have or clients or workload or wherever you can, creating that time and the space for yourself to be a human being, to feel the emotions of being human in this world, in today's day with all of the things that we are exposed to through the media and through news and also just what might be going on in your personal life. Okay, now let's go ahead and continue on. I know I have talked with a number of you about the pleasure-centered coach training that is coming up. I think when you listen to this episode, it will be about a week out and I have a couple of spots left and I invite you to check it out. Even if you're like, I don't know, I don't know if this is different than, you know, maybe the certifications you've already gone through or how would I actually use pleasure centered coach training, email me. Let's have a conversation about it because everybody that I've gotten on the phone with are like, oh my goodness, I I didn't even realize that I could be using these kind of tools or helping my clients in this way. And this pleasure centered coach training, though we will be touching on sexuality, that is not the leader or the the core of this curriculum. The core of this curriculum is what I find time and time again to be not just our birthright, but the best way for us to find healing, wholeness, and joy which is through the lens of pleasure. And when we can help our clients learn how to turn towards pleasure, learn how to use pleasure for creative endeavors, learn how to use pleasure for motivation, opening to receive, deeper intimate connections, You'll just see your clients' results catapult, but not just that, because we're working at the neurological level, you'll see these really long-lasting transformations. This coach certification involves mindfulness training, somatics training, neuroscientific training, neuropsychology training, all of the things that I have Dove into over the last decade and my expertise in bringing these to you with having worked with thousands of women over the last 10 years. So I encourage you to check that out. Email me at danielle at danielle.savory.com and let's have a conversation. Okay. So today's topic how to give your partner feedback. This comes up all of the time. Because listen, the truth is we have to start with the acknowledgement that most of us do not talk about sex. We don't really talk about sex that much with our friends, with our, um, you know, with our well, with our friends, I was going to say with our girlfriends, same as friends, but we don't really talk about it, you know, out in the real world, outside of our partnership. We don't really talk about it inside of our partnership, maybe mention here and there, but it's not something that we are practiced in doing. So before we even get into giving your partner feedback, I want you just to start with the real and true acknowledgement that this is not a skill we're taught and it is not a skill that we're practiced. So if you haven't been talking to your partner, if you haven't been communicating about what you want or you don't want or timing or how you're feeling, it's okay. It really is okay. The thing is, is here you are now wanting to learn so that you can bring this conversation into the fold of your relationship. We can just start with having that desire, with deciding that this is something that I want to bring into the conversation. This is something that I would like to do going forward. You could go ahead and look at the past and beat yourself up for not having had these conversations, not knowing what you want, not telling your partner, but why? Okay, here you are now. So let's all just take a deep breath and give ourselves permission that now I do want to start having these conversations. I'm a little nervous, but I do want to have these conversations. So When we decide that we want to start communicating with our partner about our wants and our dislikes and our turn-ons and our turn-offs and everything in between, the first thing that I notice come up for a lot of women is a fear around your partner's reaction. So when we are going into today's topic, I wanted to break this up into two different segments. So today's episode is going to be part one, which is starting with you, with all of the things that might be coming up as far as your nervous system reaction, your mindset around it, your worries, your fears, everything that can come up when you just start thinking About having the conversation with your partner. And then next week's episode, I'm going to go into more of the how to's, how to actually show your partner, talk to your partner, demonstrate to your partner what kind of conversation starters you can get into for the actual type of conversations that you want to be having. When I am In the realm of sexual education and communication and all of the things that we talk about on this podcast, one of the things that I believe is lacking is the preparation that I think that it takes for us to have really impactful and effective conversations and what I mean by that is the preparation that you can take to create more safety and comfort for yourself going into a conversation that feels a little scary, that feels a little like awkward in a lot of ways. There are a lot of conversations out there about the how to's and what to say, and what not to say and everything else, but we don't really talk about the environment that you want to create inside of yourself so that you can feel more comfortable having this conversation with your partner. Part of the reason that it doesn't feel comfortable is because, like I said, we get really in our heads and worried about their reaction about how our partner might react if we bring up something that we want them to do more of or want them to do less of or that we don't really like or we're not really into. We can get really afraid of how they might react. And this is very normal. We can call this, you know, like a people-pleasing sort of tendency, but I think it's just, you know, it, we can go into the world of people-pleasing. But I think for most of us women and for those of us in that are in Committed relationships or not, we have a genuine care for other people. (laughs) We actually care what we say, how we act, how our behavior is, what our words are saying, and what they might make them mean. And that just shows that you're a compassionate person. It's okay to worry and be a little bit fearful about how your partner might react, because you really like this person. And for a lot of you in long-term relationships, you really love them. You care about them. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to make them upset. You don't want them to like shut down so that they're not going to want to try again. So this is just showing you how much you really do care and love that person. So well done, you are a good human being. You actually give a shit about what your words and your behaviors and how those are gonna impact other people. The only problem or when this becomes problematic is when we get so worried and so afraid of how our partner might react that we deny ourselves the pleasure that we could be having. We deny ourselves our own desires and having the ability to have our partner meet those desires because we're so afraid of bringing it up and how they might react to it. So there is this fine line between care and caring about what other, you know, how it might be received by somebody else and caring enough about yourself that you are willing to speak into your desires, that you're willing to advocate for your own pleasure. And I want you to be able to advocate for your own pleasure. That's what this podcast really is all about, is learning to see how this is for your pleasure too, how it is for your enjoyment, how sexual pleasure and sensual pleasure can be for your benefit. And if it is going to be for your benefit, if it is going to be for your enjoyment too, then we have to begin to advocate for that, to start seeing these opportunities where you might be able to speak more into your desires, more into your turn-ons, and more into your turn-offs so that you can get your partner on board with your pleasure as well. The truth is, there's pretty much, you know, most of the partners out there, they want you to feel good. They want you to enjoy the experience. And if they don't, then we need to be having a completely different conversation altogether about your relationship. But if you are in a relationship that you both love each other, that you both like each other, that you want to be around each other, that you care for one another, then you're going to want the other person to feel good and have a good time. Okay, so we need to remember that you are not burdening your partner by bringing up things that could feel really good. So a couple of the main things that we get worried about when it comes to our partner's reaction is that they might get really defensive, that they might shut down, they might get defensive. We can worry sometimes too that their feelings are going to get hurt. Like we don't want them to think that they're not doing a good job or that we don't appreciate their effort or that they aren't doing a lot of things that we do like. Then the other thing is, we get afraid sometimes that if we do give feedback or if we do, you know, bring up some things that we like or that we don't like, that they might shut down, that they might, you know, just not be willing to try because they're so afraid of messing up again or doing it wrong or you not liking it. The truth is every single one of these reactions can happen. And next week, we'll talk about how to minimize the possibility of it. But first, we want to go into understanding that these are all very normal human reactions when somebody's receiving feedback, which might be also perceived as criticism. I know for myself, sex or not, when I'm getting feedback or criticism about something I'm doing or something that, you know, my husband wants me to do differently, I typically will go into defense or I might shut down and be like, what's the point of trying? Like, that's just my first reaction, my first thought. Because I've done a lot of work, I'm able to get to a place where I don't make it so personal about me, but we have to acknowledge that this isn't something that your partner is doing wrong, but this is us being humans and us being able to try and meet each other's humanity with understanding and compassion. So the fact that they could get defensive, that their feelings might get hurt, that they might be afraid to try again, that's totally normal. But again, we can do things to minimize these outcomes, but we can't completely control our person's reaction. So, the best way that you can create safety for yourself, and by safety, what I mean is feeling more comfortable. And the way that I like to think of the word safety is safety is created when then I have that willingness to proceed, the willingness to go forward. I know that I have created safety for myself if I can then take that next step forward. So we really want you to create as much safety as you can to take that next step forward towards a conversation. And I think a lot of people just want to eliminate the idea or the possibility that you might have an outcome that isn't desirable to you. And I think that is just putting wool over our eyes. We want to create safety, not because we eliminate all of the possibilities that we might not like, but instead, how can we prepare ourselves should those things happen? Should these outcomes or these reactions or our partner feeling a certain way, should those happen? How are you going to support you? So, I am the kind of person that likes to take my mind to the worst case scenario. <laughs> if we just try and pretend it's not there or deny it or not really think of it, then a lot of times that feels like we're just gaslighting ourselves into doing something where there might be a very real possibility that we might not get the reaction that we want. And I just don't find that being useful because then when if something does go, then we're just, we are going to shut down and be like, I don't want to communicate with, uh, with this person again. I don't want to talk with them again. I don't want to do this because it ended a way that I really didn't want to. When instead, deciding how you would handle it should you get a reaction you don't really want is so much more in the growth mindset and in support and advocate of yourself so that you can keep going. This one conversation isn't the end-all, be-all. This is not the first or the last time you are going to tell your partner what you like and what you don't. So you want to set yourself up that you can continue having these conversations over and over again. Just like I said at the very beginning, the fact is, is talking about sex or what we like or what we don't like or when it's going to happen or all of these things is not a practice skill. And the only way that it becomes a practice skill is if we keep doing it. But if you don't prepare yourself or create a strategy and you have a complete meltdown because your partner's reaction wasn't what you liked, the likelihood of you being able to practice this skill is slim to none because you're not going to feel very comfortable having the conversation again. So let's go ahead and go to what does your mind actually think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to get up and yell and be like, ah, I want a divorce. I want to break up with you. How dare you tell me to touch your clit this way? And I'm laughing because I know that sounds ridiculous, but sometimes our brain goes there. Sometimes we're so afraid In our mind, but when you say it out loud or you write it down, you're like, wait a minute, is that really going to happen? Probably not. So just give yourself permission to go there. Like, what is this worst case scenario? My brain is so imaginative and I have created very, very vivid <laughs> worst case scenarios, most of which are like 99.9% chance of not happening. So let your brain go there. Go to the worst case scenario. Get really clear with yourself. Get really honest with yourself and ask yourself, okay, woman, is this really going to happen? What is the likelihood that my partner will react that way? What is the likelihood that's going to be the outcome? So you want to just get really, really clear. Then the next thing that you want to do is you want to decide how you are going to feel afterwards, regardless of how the person reacts. Let me say that again. You want to decide how you're going to think and feel afterwards, regardless of how the person reacts. And the way that you do this is you decide a way that you can feel celebratory and proud of yourself that has nothing to do with the other person. Like, I am going to feel so proud if I tell my husband that I don't like it when he kisses me in this particular way. Even if he gets upset, even if I don't say it perfectly, even if he gets defensive, even blah, 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 I will feel proud because I started that conversation. I will feel proud and celebratory that I ripped off the Band-Aid and I said the one thing that I really wanted to say. So what is something that's completely up to you, completely in your control that you can celebrate and feel good about afterwards, okay? Now, the other thing that we want to do is not only are we going to have like, this is going to be a successful conversation because of the way that I showed up, deciding that ahead of time, not making this conversation be the success of it you know, completely reliant on how your partner reacts. So decide ahead of time that this will be successful because you tried it, because you did it, because you said the thing. Even if it ends up totally awful, and it's not really going to, okay. We gotta we gotta think about it's a possibility, but the likelihood is not, especially after next episode when I give you the tips of how to actually do it. Okay. But really giving yourself like this is going to be successful Regardless, it is already a success because I am having the conversation. If both of us are like high-fiving and like, yeah, thanks for giving me that feedback. Totally. Let's get to it. Take your panties off right now. Let me try again. That would be awesome. You can want that outcome. But let's not let this conversation only be successful if you get that outcome, okay? Let it be successful. Let it being a learning experience because you are willing to do it, because you are bravely showing up Courageous and advocating for your pleasure. That is good enough to make this conversation successful. You're going to learn what worked, what didn't work, and you're going to try it again next time. And it's going to get easier and it's going to get better time and time again as you learn how to communicate for both of you about your likes and dislikes. Okay. Now, the other thing that you want to do is to decide. At the end of all this, okay, so we said we're gonna decide how you're gonna think and feel, something that you can be proud or celebrate that's only up to you, that is not relying on anybody else. Decide ahead of time also that the conversation is going to be a success just because you're having it. Regardless of the outcome, it's a successful conversation. You are willing, you stepped into it, you're brave, you advocated for your pleasure. Success. End of sentence, end of story. However that saying goes. And then number three, decide ahead of time that you are going to have your own back. That regardless of what other feelings might come up because of the conversation, that you are going to meet those feelings with love, with acceptance, with compassion, and with encouragement to keep going. So again, a lot of times when we are having these conversations, we are afraid that the reaction that our partner might have, okay, let's get out of them being defensive or hurt feelings or anything else. But one of the other things I hear all the time is you're afraid about what they might be thinking about you. You might be sharing a fantasy or something you want to try and you are afraid they might think you're gross or they're kind of put off by your turn-ons or maybe they even think that you're like a prude or you're not really as adventurous as you want to be and you're never into trying something new. Okay, so we might be afraid of what they're thinking about us. So on one hand, We're afraid of what they might be thinking about them and beating themselves up or getting upset or having their feelings hurt. And then on the other side of things, we're also afraid of what they might be thinking about us if we bring the things up that we want or we try to show them what we want. Okay. So how are you going to treat yourself? So you getting really, really comfortable with your wants and desires is a huge part of this. Because if you go in and like, I'm not sure if I can really like this or not, then you're setting the tone for your partner to kind of follow your lead. You might, you don't have to be all the way confident. I'm not going to say you have to feel all the way confident, but more on the side of advocating, it's okay that I want this. It's okay that I like this. It's okay that I'm asking for it before you do. Because when we ask for something that we're like nervous, am I even allowed to ask for, we are bringing into the conversation this tone of confusion, of unassuredness, or not being sure, (laughs) not being sure, like a little nervous, a little embarrassed. And so we want to get as comfortable with our ask and with our want before we have the conversation. So start like, you know, again, I've brought this up before. If you have not got the Savory Starter Guide, get the Savory Starter Guide. There's a whole list of, you know, pleasure positive affirmations and beliefs that you can start having, but you want to be working on your belief system, your mindset around your pleasure. It's okay for me to want pleasure. Pleasure is my birthright. My body is wired for pleasure. Of course, I'm going to bring this up. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. You want to start bulking up your belief system around pleasure and that it's okay. So that when you go into this conversation, you don't feel like you're doing something wrong by asking for what you want. Society has not done a good job of this for us. Society has not encouraged us to advocate for our pleasure. It has not encouraged us to speak into our desires. So you have got to do that for you. You have got to start planting the seed and developing a new mindset around why, not that just this is okay, But that this is welcomed, that this is encouraged, of course, you are going to talk and advocate for your pleasure. So start working on your mindset ahead of time. Start, you know, fueling your brain and planting these new seeds and letting these new seeds blossom and grow that, of course, you are going to be talking about your pleasure and about your sexual satisfaction to your partner. That is your birthright, woman. So the more on board you get with that, the easier this conversation is going to be because you don't feel like you're doing something wrong. Now, that is all to prepare you. (laughs) That is all to prep you. But let's say that you do feel a little embarrassed afterwards. Let's say that you are feeling a little awkward afterwards or a little nervous. How are you going to hold space for those feelings? This is you coming back and being like, oh, woman, that was really brave. You just advocated for your pleasure. It's totally normal for you to feel a little embarrassed afterwards. That's okay. I love you, but you didn't keep going. Create a strategy for the words that you're going to say to yourself, the way that you are going to put your hand on your heart. You know, maybe there is a meditation or a guided practice that you're going to do to really show yourself like, hey woman, I got your back. All of these things are going to help create the container and a safety and a comfort level for you to go and proceed into these conversations. So let's recap really quick, okay? It is totally normal for you to care about what your partner thinks or how they're going to receive information. That's you loving on your person, being a compassionate human being, and going forward. And at the same time, reminding yourself that you are also advocating for your own pleasure. Continue to fuel your beliefs that there's nothing wrong with advocating for your own pleasure. And of course, your partner wants to hear feedback because you are in a mutual, pleasurable, loving, supportive relationship. And as such, you want to have open communication about your wants and your likes and your dislikes with the person you're getting it on with, okay? The other thing that you want to do is to decide ahead of time something that you can be proud or celebratory of regardless of how your partner reacts, regardless of how the rest of the conversation goes. Be proud. Celebrate you. You were willing to go there and you did. This is a skill. And in order for you to keep getting into the skill of having open conversations around your sexual pleasures, then you got to start somewhere. And this is where you're starting, just like anything else. You got to start where you're at. And this is exactly where you're starting. Good job. And then you want to decide ahead of time. It is also successful for the same reason. It might end in an argument, it might end in tears. And I'm saying these, and these are really the worst case. This is not usually how it goes. Most all of the conversations that my clients were so afraid to have that then they do have go way, way better than they ever imagined possible. I'm just going to the place where it might not because that's the place your brain is going right now that's preventing you from having these conversations to begin with. So let's go ahead and go there. Let's go to worst case scenario and create safety that you're gonna be okay, (laughs) that you're gonna have your own back, that this is successful just because you did it. And then the other thing that you wanna do other than you know planting those seeds Deciding it's going to be successful, being proud is if an emotion comes up like awkwardness or embarrassment or disappointment, how will you compassionately hold space for yourself? All of these are so important for you to start to have conversations around your turn-ons and turn-offs because again, all of this is about creating a container that pleasure can thrive in. And for us to do that, we want to continue to advocate for that and we want to create a mind and body connection where you feel safe and you feel comfortable proceeding with these conversations that society never taught us how to have. So as always, it's been my absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I can't wait to go into more of this conversation about how to give your partner feedback next week when I give you more of the how-tos. So this week, go ahead, prep yourself, get started, plant those seeds, create your strategy, decide what you're going to do ahead of time. Get yourself and your nervous system at least to a place where it doesn't feel so lit up and triggered, but you feel a bit more ease so that you can proceed forward. Thank you so much for listening. And if you could please do a favor for me, hit that subscribe and follow button. This is the one of the best things that you can do to keep this podcast on the air, online, have me coming back for more. And I know there's a lot of you who tune in every single week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have not rated or written a review If you could take the couple of minutes to do that, it would mean the world to me. This helps get more of these episodes out there. It helps me let me know what you want to hear more of and also to get this onto bigger platforms so more women can have conversations and advocate for their pleasure. So thank you for being part of the pleasure movement and rating and reviewing and hitting that subscribe button. Can't wait to talk with you next week.